Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For today's episode, I bring you Father Brown, episode titled The Blue Cross, where Father Brown receives a mysterious note suggesting their church's priceless holy relic, the Blue Cross, will be stolen. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. We present The Blue Cross, adapted by John Scotney, with Andrew Sachs as Father Brown. Perrotton Parks and Docks and Harbour Board Key Number 5, no admittance except on authorised business. Oh, that's us, sir. Uh, this can't be the one, there's no one about. No, there wouldn't be, not in this rain. No, I'm, I mean a big passenger ferry, there'd be customs, porters, people milling about. We are very late, Inspector. Thank you, Sergeant. How was I to know there were two flipping harbours at Harwich? Look, sir. What? There's someone. Well, there were the parcels. And the umbrella. That is a Catholic priest, Sergeant, and therefore almost certainly a foreigner. Oh. Anyhow, he looks as lost as we are. Still, there's no harm in trying. Um, excusez, uh, hey, vous, monsieur, excusez-moi. Oh, no. Mais, have you... Pardon, mais, monsieur, uh, je, je ne, je, um, oh, well, that is, uh, parliamo Oh, God, it's Italian. Um, are you, uh, speaker to English? English? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, I am English. What? I thought you were French. Uh, well, now, look, in that case... Uh, I I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sir. We're in a hurry. Do you know where we can find the ferry boat from Holland? We've got to meet someone off it. Oh, oh well, yes, indeed. Now, uh, you see that green funnel? Over green the, funnel, yes. Over the shed there? Yes. Well, that's yes. it. Oh, right. Thank oh, you. but uh, I'm afraid you've missed your friend. What do you mean? You see, I think... No, I'm certain I was the last one off. Oh. We docked an hour ago. An hour ago? Oh, yes, it's very quick nowadays. <laughs> Unlike the last time I came back from Rome this uh, way, it was, yes. well, oh, it must have been ten years ago, yes, Queen well, Victoria's Diamond Jubilee in 1897. Oh, yes, yes. And the next thing you know, we'll all be going by flying machine. Right now, look, we've got to get to the train station quick. Come on, Sergeant. Oh, thank you train for Train station? I was going to get to the... <laughs> Hurry up, please. Hurry along there. Uh, is this the uh, boat train, Porter? Yes, sir. Hurry up, though. It's going in a few minutes. All oh, right. Oh, well, we'd better get on the train and hope our man's on it. Half a mo, Inspector. Hmm? Isn't this him? Here, what? by the ticket barrier. He fits the description. Boater, blazer, black beard. Yeah, yes, right you are, yes. Um, excuse me, sir. Are you uh, Monsieur Valentin? Monsieur Aristide Valentin? I am. Ah, oh, I am Inspector Bagshaw of Scotland Yard. I've got my card again. Somewhere or other. Now, this is a Sergeant. What did I do with my card? Inspector Bagshaw, you are extremely late. Oh. Fortunately, I managed to be the first off the boat and have been checking the passager. He has not passed. Who oh. exactly are you looking for, sir? Uh, I mean, uh, Commissioner? Not Commissioner. Prefect of Police, or to my men, Chef. Chef, sir. In France, it does not mean cook, Sergeant. No, the man is called Flambeau. Uh, Flambeau? It means the torch. Well, I knew that, yes. His real name, they say, is Duroc. Maybe he has many names. He is a colossus of crime. Indeed, in the Paris underworld, he is all-powerful. 
No. I follow him from Paris to Gand to Brussels to Roland. Yeah. I am certain he is on the packboat. Oh, definitely. All night, all morning, I search the passenger. Hmm? Nothing. But he is a master of disguise, this one. Oh. Any particular disguise, sir? Anything, Sergeant. <laughs> Once he disguised himself as a post box. <laughs> sir? Well, to be exact, he set up a false post box and hid behind it to await a particular letter. Mostly, though, he's a priest. A priest, of course. It is said he once studied for the priesthood. That priest we saw with the umbrella and the parasols. Hang on, sir. That priest we saw. I just said that, Sergeant. Uh, no, sir. Look. Huh? Here he comes now, what? through the entrance. Oh, strike me. Uh, oh, grab him. Arrête, you. Arrête, Don't don't speak French, eh? Don't you, monsieur? Flombo. Pick up that parcel, sergeant, and watch out. It looks like a gun to me. Be careful. Please, No, sir, no, it's a... It's a crosser. This man cannot be Flombo. He's what, uh, somewhat on the short side, and Flambeau is what, uh, somewhat more than two meters over six foot four. And he is a magnificent athlete, almost an acrobat. <laughs> While this gentleman... Yes, uh, yes, sir. Uh, um, I'm very sorry, Your Reverence. Oh, no, no, please, it's yeah. quite all right. What is this, oh. Father? This cross? Oh, may I? Oh, yes, please do. Magnifique. Uh. Romanesque work. What, about uh, uh, 1160, uh, Yes, yes. The silver is worked, so, and, and the stones... See, Sergeant, they must be sapphires. Uncut sapphires. Uh, nicked, is it? Uncut. North French work? Oh, yes. Yes, uh, you see, it was supposed to have belonged to the Blessed St. Thomas. Uh, Aquinas. Uh, no, no, Beckett. Ah, uh, English, Martyr, you know. Yes, and yes, as yes, I was yes, coming yes. back to work in London, I was asked to bring it from the papal treasury. It's, mm. it's for the exhibition in Canterbury. Mm. You, you may have seen the advertisement in the Catholic Times. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Here, Father, you must take care of it. Thank you. It is valuable. Yes, thank you. These are, you say, precious yes. stones. Oh, precious. Oh, yes, well, that would be the word, precious. Yes, now, my train, you must excuse me. Oh, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, that's it, I suppose. Hey, wait a minute, sir. Hmm? Weren't we supposed to get that train? Was that the London train? Um, Matt. Oh, no. Um, no. Uh, Porter, yes, when's the next London train? One in half an hour, sir. But it's rather slow, I'm afraid. Oh, yes, it would be. Inspector, have oh, you a cup? Uh, now, now, uh, Porter, uh, did you notice a very tall gentleman getting on the train dressed as a priest? Or a postman? Uh, Sergeant. Uh, sorry, sir, a, a priest? Yes. No. No, that gentleman's the only priest I saw. No, the only tall man was one of the sailors. Now, he really was tall. What? But I was the first from the boat. Why did I not see him? Ah, you might have been the first passenger, sir. But any crew members who want to go to London, we always let them on the train early. It keeps them out of the bars, you see. Why did I not think of the crew? Fool, I was on a ship. Yeah. So it has sailors. Uh, one, one minute, Porter. Uh, that train is direct to London non-stop, is it? Yes, sir. Good. Where is your telegraph office? Just at the end of the platform, sir. Okay. There, you can see it. Right. I'm going to telegraph the railway police at Liverpool Street to tell them to hold that tall sailor. Thank <laughs> you.
Liverpool Street Station. He was right about it being slow, that porter. It is uh, very flat, your East Anglia. Uh, oh. Uh, well, we'll soon know if they got him. Oh, no. No! Oh, what is it? What shall we do with it? It's all right, thank you, Sergeant. It's that hustle in the whole crew, that constable's got me. They don't look very cheerful, do they, Inspector? Constable? Yes, sir. I'm Inspector Bagshaw. All present and correct, sir. What on earth is going on here? I only wanted one sailor, not all of them. Yes, sir. Well, we weren't quite sure which one you wanted, sir, so we thought it best to hold them all. I mean, none of them exactly fit your description. I mean, they're none of them what you call... Tall, are they? No, sir. Did any tall man get off that train? No, sir. Well, I'll tell a lie. Huh? There was one very tall gentleman, but he wouldn't be. You won't believe this, sir, but he was he was a Roman Catholic priest. Tell me about this priest. Well, it was funny. Ridiculous, really. He was, like I said, very tall. And with him was this short, plump... Yeah, a little priest... Frankly, sir, I think the short one was a bit, you know... Simple? Yeah. Uh, he got into a terrible muddle with this brown paper parcel and his big umbrella. He dropped one parcel looking for his ticket. Worried him, he did. He burst open. And this blue cross in it. Yes, mm. sir. That's when the tall one appeared. Came to the little one's aid. A nice gentleman. French, I think. They went off together. I didn't see which way they... Oh. He changed. On the train. Before. You can dismiss your naval review, Constable. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, move along there. I think I need a nice cup of tea. Monsieur Valentin. Tea? No, no. Ah, hmm? oh, but perhaps a cup of coffee? There's a tea room in the railway hotel, sir. Yes, very well, Sergeant. Lead the way. One black coffee and one large pot of tea. Yes, thank you. Ah. <clears throat> oh, this is terrible, terrible, absolutely terrible. Are you all right, sir? Oh, I don't worry, Sergeant. They're very emotional, the Latins. Oh, and all this. Uh, come now, Monsieur Valentin. We'll find him. The Metropolitan Police, finest police force in West. Find him? Who? Flambeau? Oh, he's always escaping. No, no. I was complaining it was the coffee in France. They warned me about English coffee, but this is unbelievable. I put sugar in. It still tastes awful. Well, sir, you should have had tea. When in Rome, eh? Warm the pot, let it stand three minutes, put the milk in first. And now the tea... Finally, exactly one and a half teaspoonfuls of sugar. Stir and uh, cheers. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, terrible, absolutely terrible. It's, it's poisoned. I don't think so. When you were putting the sugar in, I noticed... Uh, Waiter, sir. I want you to taste the sugar in that bowl. Sir? Go on, taste it. Mm. Salt. It's salt. I'm most terribly sorry, gentlemen. Oh. May I just check? Yes. Uh, 
Yes, there's sugar in the salt cellar. Oh, well, I demand to know who's responsible. Uh, uh, oh, you know, I do believe it must have been those two clergymen. The ones that threw soup at the wall. Threw soup at the wall? Yes, sir, you can see the mark over there. <laughs> they came in earlier and had coffee. Both very quiet, respectable people. <laughs> one paid the bill, and the other one dragged behind, and, and suddenly he threw some soup from a half-empty cup against the wall. <laughs> And the funny thing was, one was very tall, and the other was very short. And he carried a big umbrella oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and some brown, brown paper, paper parcels. Yes, sir, exactly. Do you know that? <laughs> it was the tall one who threw the soup. No, sir, the short one. Oh. I went after them. They were too far off, though. I could just see them in the distance going round the corner into Carstairs. Carstairs! Uh, out the front, right and then left. Oh, I know this. Yes, Sergeant. Keep the change. Thank you very much, sir. Help the Emmers! Get your pairs here! Send your But they must have left half an hour ago. Somewhere a man must begin. Look carefully. Who knows? Perhaps some oddity that might have caught the eye of the pursued might also catch the eye of the pursued. Speaking of oddities, sir. What? Look at this greengrocer's store. Lovely apples. See? Best tangerine oranges to a penny. Finest Brazils, fourpence a pound. Yes, they are expensive, Sergeant, but I confess I don't see the relevance. But, sir, the price tickets for the oranges have been put on the nuts. And the one for the nuts substituted for the ticket for the oranges. And where have we met this highly subtle form of humour before? Excuse me, my good man. Yeah? There are two price tickets wrongly placed on your store. I ask, is there some connection between these nuts and oranges? And two clergymen, one tall, the other short? What? Oh, I didn't notice that. There. As for those clergymen, I don't know what you've got to do with them. But if you're one of their friends, you can tell the short one I'll knock his block off if he upsets my apples again. Yes, I'm Inspector Bagshaw here. My car, um, my card. Well, um, is it something? And, and never mind. What's this about upsetting your apples? Oh, uh, it's uh, not a police matter, Inspector. Huh? If you ask me, that little parson was drunk. <laughs> he knocked over all my apples. Mm. Did you see which one they uh, were? Sergeant. Yeah, they got them uh, yellow horse omnibuses over there. Them was going to Hampstead. It was just leaving, that's why I didn't catch him. And so, shall we take one of those buses? Well, Come on, Inspector. Oh, uh, right. well, wouldn't it be uh, better to uh, take the motor know, taxi, sir? Well, it's four times as quick. Besides, I've never been in a... Wait, If only we knew where we are going. If you know what a man is doing, get in front of him. But if you want to guess what he's doing, keep behind him. Here, we'll go upstairs. I'm afraid it's not the time of year for an open bus door. I'm sorry. All we can do is to keep our eyes skinned for some strange thing. What sort of strange thing, sir? Any sort of strange thing. We will have, I think, very soon one of your famous London fogs. Yes. This journey seems to have lasted for hours. That last place, the draggled taverns, the dreary scrubs, it seemed it was the end of the universe. No, sir, Camden Town. Look, they're lighting the gas. Five and twenty to five. Oh, yes, yes. 
The nights really are drawing in now. What with the fog in the dark? We won't be able to see a thing soon. It's all right. Look! Look there! That restaurant place where the lights were lit. Oh. Our cue at last. The broken window. Stop the bus driver. Sir? It was the padre. He broke my window. The, uh, the short one. See, si. uh, He and his friends, uh, they are tea here. After they are leaving, I find the big one pays six, seven times to wash. I call out to the other priest. He come back. I pick up the bill to show him. And madre mia, I could have sworn I put one shilling and sixpence on the bill. Yes. But there was eleven shillings and sixpence. Now, the small priest, he say, I am sorry to confuse your accounts, but the extra ten shillings will pay for the window. What window, I say? The one I am going to break, he say, and he push his umbrella through the glass. He marched to join his friends in the go so quick up to Bullock Street. I went on, but I, I did not seem worthwhile to follow. And the other one, he was a priest, but he was a very big man. Thank you, Signor Gabrielli. Bullock Street! Bullock Street! Oh, Bullock Street, yes. Well, uh, there we are. This is uh, it. Bullock Street. Dead as a dodo. Yes, well... But what... What do we do now? I am flummoxed. I, I, I think it's time for another of your brilliant intuitions, sir. I'm afraid, Inspector, I too am flummoxed. Oh. In that case, gentlemen, might I suggest that we try more routine police methods? Huh? We could make inquiries. How so? Well, we could ask in this shop here. Um, yes, yes, yes. Well, it's a good idea, Sergeant. Yes, yes. Uh, good thinking. Well, uh, now, leave this to me. Oh. Can I help you, gentlemen? Yes, uh, good evening, madam. We are police officers. Uh, here is my... Cu- um, I've got, no, I'm going to show the lady your warrant card. Here it is. Now, yeah, in pursuit of... If you've come about the parcel, I sent it off already. Parcel? I mean the parcel the gentleman left. The clergyman. Two clergymen? Yes, sir. These two clergymen, they came in about 20 minutes ago. Yes, yes, and, and then what, yes? They bought some peppermints. Bought some peppermints? Anyway, a few minutes later, one of them came back. Have I left a parcel? Well, yes, yes. I looked everywhere, but I couldn't see one. So he says, never mind, but if it should turn up, please post it to this address. And he left me the address and a shilling for my trouble. Well? Well, sure enough, I thought I'd looked everywhere, but I found he had left a brown paper parcel. Ah, So I posted it, somewhere in Canterbury. Uh But as the thing seemed so important, I thought perhaps you police had come about it. So we have. Have you any idea which way they went, the clergyman? Oh, yes, sir. The one that came back. I should think he was up from the country a bit slow, you know. Yes, a bit simple. He asked me the way to Amsterdam. Straight up there, I said. But you want to be careful, what with the dark and this fog. And the rain. Yes, I must, he said. Got me to draw him a map, show him the best way across... Then he dashed off and forgot it. Oh, look, there it is. Oh, Oh, that's funny. I don't remember that cross on it. Mm You see that little cross? That is funny. Yes, it is. Thank you. You have been most helpful. Um, I'll take the map, if I may, madam. (laughs) Thank you. Good night. Oh, it's a tall order, isn't it? Hampstead Heath on a night like this. Look, Look at the fog now. What a pea super. Well, what do you think, sir? 
It's obvious Flambeau sees the sapphire cross when the priest drops it. Mm -hmm. What an opportunity. He is disguised as a priest. Quite naturally, he falls into conversation with his brother priest. Uh, Flambeau does not know London, but he knows Hampstead Heath. It's one of the very few empty places in this crowded city. A mm. place where he can get the priest on his own and commit the robbery without attracting attention. Precisely. He lures the priest here. A man like Flambeau could lead that gullible, innocent little simpleton by the nose to the North Pole if he wanted to. Yes, yes, that's all very well, but I still don't understand. The soup on the wallpaper, the, the, the apples, the broken window. And what about the cross on the map? Have a cross. Let's make a wish to place Mark at once. Charge the church with lowering reason, but it's just the other. Look, there they are, there on the bench. You can just make them out through the fog. Exactly the spot marked on the map. Uh, exactly. yes. We'll creep up on them. Uh, yes. These modern infidels appeal to reason, but who can look at those millions of stars and not feel that there may well be wonderful universes above us where reason is utterly unreasonable? No, no reason is always reasonable. And alone on earth, the church makes reason really supreme. Alone on earth, the church affirms that God himself is bound by reason. Yet who knows if in that infinite universe No, there's... no, no, no. Reason and justice grip the remotest and the loneliest star. You can imagine any mad botany or geology you please. Think of forests of adamant with leaves of brilliance. Think the moon as a blue moon, a single elephantine sapphire. But don't fancy that all that frantic astronomy would make the smallest difference to the reason and justice of conduct. On plains of opal, under cliffs cut out of pearl, you would still find a notice board, Thou shalt not steal. Hmm. So, you know, little priest. Well, then, you had better hand over the sapphire cross. <sighs> no. We are all alone here. I could pull you to pieces like a straw doll. Oh, I'm sure you could, but you see, I don't have it. I left it behind in the sweet shop. Eh? You remember I went back to ask if I'd left a parcel? Well, I hadn't, but I did then, if you see what I mean. Uh, I, I don't believe you. Give me those parcels. Sassifi, Flambeau. Pour les mains. J'ai un pistolet. Sacré nom d'ami. Valentin, qu'est-ce que vous faites ici? Right, stay where you are, both of you. Well, well, my little bumpkin, it seems you are remarkably fortunate. Who could have expected the head of the Paris police here? Well, as a matter of fact, I rather expected him. Put away that gun, will you, Monsieur Valentin? Please, that's not our way in this country. What do you mean you expected me, father? Well, I recognised you from the newspaper, so I realised you must be pursuing someone. And then this gentleman... Only I wasn't sure, and uh, it would never do to make a scandal against one of our own clergy. I, um... I had to test you, Monsieur Flambeau. Pardon? <laughs> Is a man generally makes a small scene if he finds salt in his coffee? If he doesn't, he has some reason for keeping quiet. I changed the salt and sugar. You kept quiet. Yes. A man usually objects if his bill is six times too large. If he pays it, he has some motive for being unnoticed. I altered the bill, you pay. And what about the, the soup and, and the apples, the, the window? Ah, well, Mr. Flambeau would not leave any tracks for you to follow, so somebody had to. But, as a matter of fact, another part of my trade, too, made me sure you weren't a priest. What? You attacked reason. 
That's bad theology. <laughs> Priest, I salute you. And now, monsieur, adieu. Tally ho! Oh, 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 what a jump! What a, oh, quick, I'll bring oh, Sergeant! I'll what a jump! Hey. I'll bring him down. Oh, no, 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 no gunplay. Sergeant, go that way. I'll go this way. Then I'll tell you, stay there. Oh, fools, yes. fools, fools! I had him in my... <laughs> Still, after all, perhaps I could not wish to have shot the famous flambeau. Oh. <laughs> tell me, priest, what made you suspect him? Oh, well, well, there was, there was a little bulge up the sleeve of his cassock. Ah, I thought, the spiked bracelet. Spiked. How in Tartarus did you ever hear of this spiked bracelet? Oh, one's little flock, you know. Well, when I was a curate in, uh, in Hartlepool, uh, there were three of them with spiked bracelets. <laughs> You know, a man who spends half his time hearing confession is um, unlikely to be unaware of human evil. Yes, perhaps it's you police who are the more innocent. Your duty is to arraign men in the public court before a judge. Mine is to absolve them in the sealed secrecy of the confessional before the highest judge of all. But naturally, they conceal their evil deeds from you to me. They tell them. Oh, right. <laughs> ah, here's the inspector. Oh, are you hurt? Are you hurt, inspector? Switch to my ankle. Oh, oh, oh just, just, just sit down. Yes, please, oh. yeah. Oh. 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 oh, oh, this fog. We'll never get him now. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, sir, I'll, uh, I'll have to make a report on this. I'll need your name. Uh, just oh, me. well, yes, yes, of course. No, but, uh, it's, it's Brown. Where's my name? Jay Brown. Brown. It's a father, um, Brown. Of course, oh, I suppose that's... Um, damn it. I, I say... Well... Have you... Well, I, I seem to have... Look, my umbrella. I, I can't find my notebook. Oh, uh, can I... Uh, borrow your... In The Blue Cross by G.K. Chesterton, the part of Father Brown was played by Andrew Sachs. Flambeau, Olivier Pierre. Bagshaw, Bill Wallace. Sergeant, Alan Thompson. Lady shopkeeper, Ellen McIntosh. Restauranteur, Trader Faulkner. Valentin, John Abineri. Constable, Trevor Nichols. Porter, Graham Blocky. Waiter, Robin Summers. The Blue Cross was adapted by John Scotney and directed in Bristol by Alec Reed. been a nostalgic mystery radio presentation i hope you enjoyed this episode please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app also there's a nostalgic mystery radio youtube page for your perusal to subscribe to you can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com i hope you have a blessed day or evening and again thank you for listening